just to validate, to normalize these experiences. That's why I share and talk about stuff. And honestly, it's really fun. And like, it's the best conversations. You're listening to the Let's Talk Marketing Podcast hosted by me, Kasia Allison. So what have you gotten yourself into? In short, a good time, great conversation, and a little bit of learning along the way. Through insightful interviews with top marketers, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders, I explore the latest trends, techniques, and strategies in the world of marketing. I am here to offer you engaging and informative discussions to help you stay up to date on the latest trends and also take your marketing skills to the next level. In this episode, we are covering branding and marketing yourself with my good friend, Joanna Voss. She is a talented manager for multicultural, multi-generational female social media influencers from various backgrounds and has represented nano to mid-tier influencers in the lifestyle, food, health and wellness, and home verticals, securing over $4 million in brand partnerships and speaking engagements. Wow. Now, prior to being a talent manager, Joanna worked on presidential campaigns for Hillary Clinton and John Kerry for more than seven years. She's adventurous, a world traveler, and just a good time to talk to. So let's talk marketing with Joanna Voss. All right. Welcome to Let's Talk Marketing. I'm just going to call you Joe because we're that close. And it was a nickname that you didn't know that I had for you as well. (laughs) I'm really excited to have you on. You were obviously on the other podcast as well, too. It's always such a good conversation with you. This one's a better podcast, though. I agree. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about branding and just kind of marketing yourself. But before we dive into that, let's get to know you a little bit better. So I want to hear what was your first marketing role or what you would consider marketing role? And then what's your current role now? I've never had a traditional marketing thing. If you look at my LinkedIn, there's nothing on there that says marketing. But let's be honest, kind of like always be closing. Everything is marketing, especially now because we're all selling ourselves on the internet, on socials, on LinkedIn as an expert in the space. So my first marketing role was actually my first job out of college. I worked on political campaigns. Not only my first marketing role, but also my first sales role. Like I've basically always been in marketing and sales. Didn't realize that until you asked me this question. But I worked on John Kerry's campaign. Actually, before that, I worked at the University of Oregon doing environmental campaigns. So like clean air, clean water. So you're marketing clean air and clean water. And then I moved on to candidate specific campaigns. Those are my first marketing roles. From politics to talent management, huh? Because that's what your current role is now. My current role is I'm a talent manager with a detour to being a health coach, a travel person. So yes, lots of circuitous ways to get where I am, but very happy to be here. And I believe for a very long time in the future, we'll be a talent manager. I love it. What do you currently love about what you do? But also, what would you pluck out of it if there's anything you could pluck out? I love all of it, except for a few things. I love negotiation. I don't like when agencies and brands pay late. That's very annoying. And I don't like rude people. Yeah, so true. So true. Consistent feedback. But love negotiation. I love that, for lack of a better word, sparring, not necessarily to imply that all brand partner negotiations are that sparring, but I do love that, hey, we want the client, we want your talent, we've got this scope of work and this much money in XYZ, and I'm like, ooh, okay, well, how about this? 
this would be a better scope of work because of the content would perform better in these platforms. This would be the rate. Okay, we'll take 85% of that. And how about we meet in the middle of this number? And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I really enjoy that. I'm that person now when you go out to a bar and like I'm with friends or I'm somewhere, like I always use this example of buying a mattress is I'm like, basically, what can I get for free? Or what can I negotiate down? I just will like try and talk my way into as much, not like free stuff, but just get as much as we can. And I like that. I'm hearing you say that there is a deal to be uncovered. I am that way when I walk into T-Mobile and I'm ready to upgrade my phone. Yeah. There's always a special out there because they don't want you to walk out of the door with nothing. Right. Then they get nothing. Yes. And like, what's it to them to give you an Apple Watch? So totally. That's awesome. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So I do love the negotiation part. I'm in a space right now where my community, people like yourself, Tammy Neely, Katie Stoller, Taylor Barrington Booker, Nicole Hampton, there's just so many, Molly Tracy, there's so many good people in my world that I love. And it's cool to support them, to connect, to like mastermind ideas. It's great to be in community with these other women who fully support, engage. They're funny. Like there's a relatability. I really enjoy that. And then same for my talent. I love my talent. I love the women that I get to represent. And we are intimately involved in each other's lives. And I love, similar to campaigns, there's no typical day. Like I have no idea what my day is going to be. It's just super fun. It's never a boring day. So the only thing you would pluck out is late payments. Mm -hmm. I would pluck out late payments. I would pluck out if this makes sense, I'm one of my talent who lives in Denver, Yvette. I would love all my clients to live nearby so that we can hang out more. That would be really, really cool. And I wish I could just be there more for them in person for shoots or hanging out or just whenever we get together, we always have the best ideas and brainstorming and like creativity and stuff. Plus, it's just super fun to create content with them. So I wish we all closer. So I pluck out their locations, I guess. <laughs> yes. I would change where all of my talent kind of is centralized. I would imagine that you have to really stay up to speed on everything that's happening. I'm curious which social networks you leverage, if you leverage social networks for this, for education, inspiration, and entertainment. So do you leverage social networks for any of these three things? And which ones are they? And if you don't, How do you actually get inspired and are entertained and keep on educating yourself? So Instagram and LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a 2023 addition to my world. And there's some really great conversations that are happening for influencer marketing things and just having more eyes and ears out there in the world. Like I definitely learn stuff, get connected to opportunities, just kind of like see what other people are chatting about. So that's, been great. There's a number of people in my world, names we've already mentioned, you are really good about posting things that like spur these interesting conversations. So I'm constantly reading that and creeping on people. I'm really enjoying LinkedIn, but strictly just influencer marketing professional things related to my work, which I think is how LinkedIn operates anyway. And then on Instagram, I will say caveat, like I'm not the best on following trends or business insider articles about the latest things on TikTok. I read a ton of news. I don't read a ton of news about this industry and I don't have a real good reason why, but I'm trying to read and learn stuff. I'm also kind of like, okay, well, maybe that's a hot article, but let's just kind of wait and see what happens. Let's just see how the rollout is. Instagram's like, we have this new feature. Okay, well, let's just give it time and see if it has traction. Yeah, exactly. 
But yeah, reading a lot of stuff on LinkedIn is very helpful to learn like what people are talking about and just checking in with other talent managers and brands and agencies and what they're experiencing or what they're seeing. Gosh, there's been a rise in requests for like UGC, user-generated content. What do I need to know about that? And then on Instagram is definitely where I go for creative inspiration. I wouldn't say I go there for it, but I get it from the platform all the time. So saving ideas, saving real ideas, like seeing what other people are doing. I live in Denver. So like I find out a ton of stuff on Instagram about things that are happening in Denver, cool restaurants, bars. So yeah, education in that regard. I also I, I do look to Instagram in that regard for education. And of course, entertainment, because who doesn't love a good, funny meme? I also like that you go for just education and inspiration on Instagram as well, too, because I try to start to watch the news recently. And I'm like, this is just kind of on repeat. But what I like about Instagram is that it bubbles up top news. And when you see consistency, then I dive into it. And then I know what I really want to sink my teeth into. So I kind of use it as inspiration to education. Are you ready to dive into Let's Talk Marketing? Because we're going to talk branding and marketing yourself. This is why I wanted you on here because I think that you do an amazing job. As a talent manager, you have to really put yourself out there. You do such a great job at sharing about yourself, sharing about your business, and sharing about your creators, right, that are part of your roster. So how much time are you spending, though, on marketing yourself and your business? What does that look like? All the time. Because I think exactly what you're saying is like, I am aware that everything I do that I share about, a negotiation tip, behind the scenes, clips from a video shoot with a client, hanging out with a client, snapping a screenshot of being on Zoom with all my clients, sharing about my talent. Because I've been working for myself, I think I'm in my 13th year as an entrepreneur, just sharing kind of like, here's how I go about my day. Here's how I manage my time. Because people are always watching. There are warriors out there yeah. of the good kind who are clients, brands creeping on talent without engaging months out from a campaign. People who watch me and will message me and be like, I am not ready to work with a manager yet, but I hope when I do that you're still taking clients. You're such a great hype woman. Like I'd love to have someone like you in my corner. I get messages like that all the time. So I know people are watching and paying attention. I don't share that stuff with ulterior motives. I just share it because I think it's fun and interesting. And in my little corner of the internet, I would like to be, and I'm working towards being one of the top smaller boutique talent managers and to be an expert in space. So if someone's like, hey, I need a tip about negotiation, how to build my talent agency, how to become an influencer, how to work with travel brands. So are there ulterior motives? Yes, it's all focused towards my business, but I don't have some strategy and plan I share because it's interesting to me and I am like an extrovert, enthusiastic person. So like, I love that kind of, hey, here's what I'm up to. And like, I don't mind talking about stuff. And then I know the things that being a talent manager, like people have so many questions just to validate, to normalize these experiences. That's why I share and talk about stuff. And honestly, it's really fun. And like, it's the best conversations. That's so true. What I hear you say is that it's about this where personal branding meets authenticity. It sounds like you have a purpose and that's what drives 
the outcome of your branding, whether you call it that or not, you know the questions that you want to be able to answer. And it seems that you don't go against the grain of who it is that you are. You're not going to post something inauthentic that wouldn't naturally come up in a conversation that maybe you and I are having or you and somebody else are having or that you're talking about with your creators. And I think that's what really comes across. And this is why I love following you on Instagram as well too, because it does come across in that way. I do wonder though, did you go into it? Because you said you've been doing this for 13 years and this is a great conversation for talent managers and really anybody that's even going into or thinking about going into marketing consulting. Because I think as marketers, everyone's always asking us questions. So it's prime for that. Because you've been doing this for 13 years, did you go into it intentionally knowing what you wanted to get out of it? At one point, did you realize, all right, this is where I want to go? Because I think especially as an entrepreneur, you could be led in so many different directions. How do you hone in on like, hey, this is what my brand is. This is what I want it to be. Any advice? Yeah. So you finally listen to all the people that have been telling you that, that you just need to like own it more and to stop being so behind the scenes because what you have is valuable, interesting, and people want to know more about it. Was I intentional? No. When I started becoming an entrepreneur, I wasn't like, oh, we want to, you know, you meet people that are like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur when I grow up because my whole family and my dad's side is like full of entrepreneurs. Not my story. I started it because I need to use my brain and make some money until I was like three years in where I was like, huh, I'm kind of an entrepreneur. Didn't really think about it. I'm very much just like, have idea, take action, figure it out and think about it after the fact. So I had just been doing all this grateful that on the Venn diagram of what I like talking about, what I can talk about overlaps with what's interesting to people who follow me on social. And I, you know, kind of started as personal and fun. We all did when Instagram came out. It was just, right, just a picture app. And so I had a client a couple of years ago who was like, you should share about your clients and your agency and what you're doing as a talent manager on your page. And I was like, okay, I think she told me that. I don't know if I took action right away, but I remember either she re-mentioned it or someone else said something, right? You need a couple nudges. And I was like, archived all my personal stuff. And then I just made it business related things, entrepreneurial related things from there on out. And it was about probably nine months ago, fall of 2022. Shonda was like, the internet knows you as this talent manager space. If you Google my name, it's like all things related to talent management stuff, like articles or podcast interviews or whatever. She was like, you just need to own this space on the internet. And so I kind of was just like, oh, I could lean in, monetize my website and build content and and continue to build my authority in this space of talent management or marketing. Are there people out there who are already doing this? A hundred thousand percent. But they kind of own like little slivers of it. Influencer did a partnership three years ago and wrote a blog post about how I negotiate with a brand. And they wrote an article. And if you go to the rest of their site, it's like lifestyle content or home goods. Yeah. So there's no one person that owns all the topics or can be like a resource for all the topics. So she was like, literally, Google's just waiting for you to do this. You just need to lean in. I'm not from behind the scenes. I've had multiple people because I'm very much like a behind the scenes person. I don't want the attention and spotlight on me. And I've had a lot of nudges where it's like, you need to get out there. So it's just like a bunch of nudges over time. And it's easy, right? They always say like, you should do what you could talk about forever. And I could talk about 
talent management, running a business, influence and marketing, but also like kind of all related to marketing and branding. Yeah. Well, I think it really all goes back to authenticity in regards to like what works in digital. There's not one brand, not one person that's going to talk about all things. As popular as Gary Vee is, he still doesn't hold the space for all of the things, right? And I also think like your unique take on it is what people are subscribing to, you know? It's not just the topic, it's how you're dissecting it. It is also what is really popular on social media. That's, I think, how creators develop who it is that they are. They have a unique perspective and they're willing to take you behind the curtain. I think that you found a really great way of doing that as an entrepreneur too. And now you're a content creator. And I'm sure that you don't think of yourself as that, but you are a content creator. I am coming around to this. A lot of different things, but yes, I see that and I get it. And it's interesting to take the conversations I have to other people about branding and be like, oh, Joanna, you're a baby content creator as well. You know, grow my Instagram and it's fun. I mean, I love it. Yeah. And I think oftentimes we think of content creators and think like, oh, they have to have like this massive following. Or in your case, I would think, no, I manage that talent. I am not like the talent, but you are both. And I think that you do such a great job of balancing both of them. I think one of the things from an outside perspective that I think that you also do really well is relationships. And not just because I met you a couple of years ago, but it is truly relationships. That's what I found in my career. It's making that genuine connection with people, checking in, not having an agenda. It's like, how are you doing? And I would imagine that that served you really well as a talent manager too. What do you say to the importance of having relationships for your brand or in marketing? I mean, you'll get nowhere without them in business or life, right? It was all relational and be it the relationship you have with your audience and your followers. If you're a podcast host, the relationship you have with your listeners, relationship you have with your customers or your guests, if you're in the service industry or like a hotel or something or travel, me with my clients, me with agency relationship. You know, if I have bad ones, my clients aren't getting any work. We don't have clients. I won't have an agency. So it'll be very quiet over here. So yeah, I mean, it's super cliche, but it really is all relationship building and connection and someone works for an agency and then they move to a different agency and they bring all the talent that they really liked working with to that new agency. It's like, I've been following people through their careers where I'm just like, okay, hey, what's your new email address? Because here's my latest roster, you know, and just staying in people and you know, just being top of mind and following up. And that only comes if you're good at relationships and just people enjoy working with you. This is so true. And I also think as big as this world is, it's really quite small. In marketing and probably every single industry, you named a list of people earlier in the podcast. I'm like, yeah, I've had conversations with all of them separately. And I don't know them because of you. You know what I mean? It's amazing to me how truly small the world is when you've selected your corner of the world. Yep. And honestly, it gets smaller every day and I love it. Yeah. It makes such a huge difference. I am such a huge advocate for relationships and also like being of service to people, I think is huge from like a branding perspective as well too. What can I do for you? I don't need anything, but at some point I want to go out there in the world and be of service to people. How can 
I help you? Where is your biggest need? And being able to help you will then help me maybe in the future if something happens. Like I've just seen this unfold, especially in the last month and a half where it's mind boggling how simple it is, but also building out relationships that takes time. This can sound so cheesy. It's a garden in life. It doesn't grow unless you water it and you always have to be. And this is probably why I think of it as like being of service, right? Being of service to me is watering your garden. I do have a final question for you. If you knew then what you know now, what is the advice, marketing advice, advice in general that you give to yourself? I would say bet and believed in myself. I want to be clear. I've never not believed in myself and I've never not bet on myself. But I was very much like, well, let's do and figure it out. And like, it'll work out. Like, that's just basically a better life motto. There were times in my 20s and early 30s where I doubted myself and didn't give myself enough credit and didn't speak up enough and didn't take credit for stuff that I did. A woman in your 40s is like beginning your best years. I'm 44. That is truth. So that confidence, that clarity on speaking up for what I believe to be right and not being afraid, take that little step forward out of the group. Raise your hand and speak up. And again, I don't want to imply I didn't do those things because I definitely did. Do it like with more intention around my own business and brand than was probably in existence when I started. Now I'm just much more like assertive and clear and intentional. And so I wish I had that just to have been a little bit perhaps more intentional. Yeah, it would have been cool to see what I would have done with more of that in my 20s and 30s. Well, I was just going to say that same thing is, I think it's probably because the moment that you found yourself being more intentional, the speed at which you grew accelerated. So I can see in that reflection, wow, had I done that five years earlier? Yes. Can you imagine where I would be right now? And I actually think that that's really great advice. I'm also 44 and I'm also just learning that now. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. I should also be intentional. I would go back and I would also tell myself to be a little bit more intentional. Also, give yourself some grace. It will all work itself out. I think I'm probably a little bit more apprehensive than you were of the go with the flow where I'm so type A. I'm like, but I want to see how it's all going to work out. And I want to be able to map it out. You know, so I almost need that other balance. I mean, I'm a Pisces. Pisces plus the belief of like, it's all going to work out. It's all going to be fine. I have been much more accommodating in a lot of areas in my life, like relationships and friends and job things. And I know people who know me when they listen, basically my mom, because she's going to listen to this, like, hi, mom, love you. We'll say hi to my mom too, because she will listen. <laughs> love the moms. Yeah. Imagine if I had been less behind the scenes and a little bit out in front and sharing stuff exactly to your point. Like, imagine what it would have looked like because it all would have been good and it's all fantastic now. But yeah, there's definitely been a kind of like, I'm good, just behind the scenes, like I'm fine. And I am working on personal and professional stuff to, I don't want eyes on me. You know, I, I'm like the connector, like bring everyone in the room, but I'm happy just to sit there and like watch everyone chat and connect. Like it brings me so much joy. I don't need to be the center of attention. And I think people confuse that because I am extroverted and loud like speaking on their behalf and just be like, no, no, I want no part of this. I'm happy to like watch my work unfold. It's a dance though. You know what I mean? It is definitely a dance. 
you don't always have to be out there in the spotlight to shine. Like you can shine even in the, I'm going to use air quotes for the behind the scenes because behind the scenes is also what people see unfold. Well, I could truly talk to you forever. And I feel like we have four more podcasts in us just today alone. And not just because I've had two cups of coffee, but I appreciate you taking so much time and just kind of sharing your insights on branding and just everything. I just truly appreciate you. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. I am happy to share all my opinions on everything. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I'll talk to you soon. Well, it is always a good time talking to Joanna. I want to give you those three takeaways that I took from our conversation. Number one, building a personal brand and marketing oneself is essential to be successful in business, especially as a talent manager. And that means kind of sharing behind the scene moments, negotiation tips and experiences to really be helpful and interesting for the audience that you're speaking to, that your brand speaks to. Being authentic and enthusiastic in sharing can really attract potential clients and make one an expert in the industry. And that's specific to talent management. But I do think that's really great advice that bridges over really any kind of industry or any job that you do. It's the personal branding side. Number two. It's important to listen to feedback and take action on it, even if it's uncomfortable or outside of your comfort zone. Now, Joanna had described getting a few nudges from clients and colleagues to really share more about her business and her expertise. And eventually she realized that she could own her space on the internet and built her authority in that field by being authentic. By leaning in and taking action on this feedback, she was able to really create valuable content and build on her brand. And the third and last takeaway is the importance of building and maintaining relationships. And friends, that's across any industry and really any job, not just influencer marketing or talent management. Good relationships can really help you grow your brand, bring in new business and create opportunities for collaboration and connection. Really being genuine and authentic. I know sometimes we overuse it, but it's true. Checking in without any agenda or following up in some way to build and nurture relationships. The world is smaller than we think and running into the same people is common. So being a good professional and enjoyable to work with, being approachable, it can lead to even more opportunities. Now, I'd love to hear the nuggets of insights that you walked away with from today's episode. So definitely be sure to share them with me on LinkedIn. Follow us on YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for my podcast producers, Content Allies. You help me get each episode done. They are literally my right-hand people. It's not even like one person, it's multiple people. So check out the episode page to learn more about Joanna and how you can get in touch with me too. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Until next time, may the conversation flow, the laughter linger, and the outlook remain optimistic, but grounded in reality. This is Katya, signing off.